Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. Just to let you know, ABC News Daily is on a summer break until the 23rd of January. But for the next few weeks, we're bringing back some of our favourite episodes from 2022. Have a great summer and we'll see you next year. At the moment, around the country, 60,000 people are catching COVID every day and official figures show at least four and a half million of us have now had the disease. It means more and more Australians now have the debilitating condition known as long COVID. So how much do we know about it? Today, we speak to a Melbourne nurse who still hasn't recovered after a bout of COVID she had early in the pandemic. And we hear from a doctor at the forefront of global research into the illness. Irene, tell me, when did you first get COVID? I caught COVID in July 2020. You recovered from from COVID, but you haven't recovered fully, have you? No. Tell me about that. I went back to work for, I think, three weeks. I was still really short of breath with just normal work. As you know, what I normally would do as a nurse in a busy emergency department, I was struggling with my breathing. Um, and then the fatigue starts kicking in. It's not just the pure tiredness, it's as if... I've run a marathon and my body's in jelly and I'm like my body has got no energy and walking feels like I'm waddling through a pool of gel. Mm. And is that still the case? Certainly better compared to when I was at my worst with the fatigue. But the whole journey from where I was being the worst and lowest until now, it's definitely not linear. It's a bit of a roller coaster up and down. Many times it feels like I've taken two steps forward and now three steps back mm. in terms of the recovery journey. Yeah, so it's not very fun. So, I mean, what what effect is this having on, on you, on your life? The hardest bit is not just dealing with the physical symptoms, but mental health as well things that you normally take for granted, like having a shower at one point was, it felt like dismounted, I couldn't pass. I had to resolve to asking my partner to wash my hair for me because I literally have no energy to have my arms up. Mm. Like normally vacuuming the whole house, you know, you did dedicate once a week, you vacuum the whole house and do a cleaning that's then become unachievable. And, you know, even just vacuuming a room will drain me. So you change your expectations in that sense. Same thing with work. So I used to work four days a week and now I am I can only handle four hours work at the moment because mm. physically I just don't have the energy to finish an eight-hour shift. I felt lost. And you go, what can, what, what can I do with my life? I'm 36. Mm-hmm. So before COVID, I was fit and healthy and... I was able to exercise six days a week. Mm. So you, you're not able to exercise? <laughs> no, not able to exercise. I also deal with damages in my nerves on my right hand, and I'm right-handed. <laughs> so there's a lot of adjustments that needs to be done.
My name is David Petrino. I'm the Director of Rehabilitation Innovation for the, the Mount Sinai Health System. Dr. Petrino, we've just heard from Irene Tay. She's a nurse in, in Melbourne. She contracted COVID at the beginning of the pandemic and she just hasn't got better. Is this a typical story for people that, that contract COVID and then suffer from long COVID? So my, my team at Mount Sinai has been in charge of managing over 2,000 cases of long COVID and developing rehabilitation strategies and symptom management strategies for people with long COVID. And it's incredibly common for us to see that long COVID affects every aspect of a person's life. Can you just give me some of the examples of the worst sort of cases that you're seeing? I think it's it's fair to say that that the range of severity of long COVID can be very wide. So you have individuals who are able to live with the symptoms. They feel diminished, but able to get through their daily life with the symptoms. And then you have individuals who have extremely severe symptoms. And of our most severe patients, we have individuals who are now bed bound and time spent out of their bed is highly taxing for them to the extent that often, you know, if they do something simple like taking a shower to wash themselves, they will require a couple of days to recover from the exertion of that event. Mm. So some of our most severe cases are, are really staring down the barrel of being completely bedbound, which is a severe level of disability. Mm. And what, are these people that were living normal lives before they contracted COVID? Were they active people? What sort of people are they? The majority of people that I see at my clinic were previously fit and healthy. So the median age of people coming through our clinic is 42 years of age. Mm. And more often than not, it, it's, um, it's common to have people with long COVID being treated at our clinic where prior to their acute COVID infection, they were fit and healthy. Many were actively involved in recreational sport and engaging in, you know, incredible athletic feats like running marathons and exercising regularly regularly every single day. And now as a result of their long COVID symptoms, all of that has been taken away from them. This is a very insidious and very serious condition that takes away a lot of an individual's life. Um, and we cannot predict who is going to get long COVID from how healthy or how they were doing prior to their acute COVID infection, nor can we predict it from the severity of an initial COVID infection. So many of the patients who are coming to us for, for care with long COVID symptoms really did not report a severe course of acute COVID infection. Is that what is being found across the world or is that just from what you're saying? No, uh, we've, we've been working with um, the CDC, the NIH and the World Health Organization to compare notes, you know, as, as, this, as this new condition emerges. And what I can say is that what we're seeing at Mount Sinai is consistent with what others are seeing all around the world with patients emerging with, with long COVID symptoms. Do we know why some people 
are so badly affected while other people don't get long COVID at all? I mean, is there any research yet to, to give us a sense of the why? We, we currently don't have a good handle on what is going to predict who gets long COVID and who doesn't. What we do know is that people who have long COVID are starting to show signs and symptoms that are consistent with people with autoimmune disorders. So we do think that the immune system is at play here, that perhaps the very strong immune response that that COVID can bring out in some people can lead to persistent symptoms of COVID. But this is very new research that we're only just scratching the surface on. Mm. Does it help if you're vaccinated or is there still the risk of long COVID even with vaccination? Yes, this is a really good question that is currently under aggressive investigation. When I mentioned the the range of of people who get long COVID, we estimate it at 10 to 30% of all COVID infections. And the most recent research from the UK indicates that your chance of getting long COVID from a breakthrough infection, which is an infection of acute COVID when you're fully vaccinated, is around 10%. So vaccination certainly lowers your risk of long COVID, but it does not remove it completely. What's your message for for people like the nurse Irene Tay that we we spoke to? Will they get better? Right now, uh, I think the, the, the message is that she's not alone, that there are many people out there experiencing what she's experiencing and it is very real. We are working as fast as we can to understand the underlying cause so that we can develop some targeted treatments for this condition. And we are hopeful that we're moving in the right direction. So I would just say hang in there for right now. And As we learn more, we hope that some new therapies, new and effective therapies will emerge. All of us should take acute COVID prevention extremely seriously. Vaccinations, wearing masks, making sure that you don't contract the virus because if you do, we we really don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. Dr. David Petrino is the Director of Rehabilitation Innovation at the Mount Sinai Hospital in New York. Irene Tay is a Melbourne nurse. This episode was produced by Emily Berg. Additional production by Chris Dengate, Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. The mix was by Chris Dengate and Sam Dunn. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.